Good evening. Thank you for joining me, taking the time to spend with us. Um, I first want to say that, you know, with all the fires going around in the area and the bad air quality, um, now is not the time for politics. You know how I feel about times of, you know, the initial emergency. You don't argue politics while people are evacuating, while people are, are running around still trying to figure out how to get control of this. We will deal with that in a future date. For now, our main concern is with the people in danger, our firefighters and the residents of the of counties in the evacuation order and those who may be facing evacuation orders going forward. Um, some, some of us, there's not much we can do except sit back and hope. You know, a lot, many of us have friends, neighbors, family, this, these are our neighbors. These are not just fellow Californians. They're just down the road. Yeah, I-80 is just down the road. These are our neighbors. And so we should do all we can to support them during this time. And we should remember that, you know, political differences aside, we all just want to be safe. We all just want our friends and families to be able to live their lives. And it's times like these that should remind us of that base common humanity. And in kind of another unfortunate segue, um, a judge pulled a last minute stay. I guess it was a, the appeals court. I don't know if it was a single judge or a three judge panel, but Uber and Lyft received a stay that they had you say threatened, they were going to shut down at midnight tonight simply because the rules that they were operating under were no longer conducive to being business. As someone who has been an Uber driver, I wouldn't want to work under those rules either. So if I actually would have supported Uber and Lyft, them stopping business in California. Just because they make the rules, you know, we do have a choice. We can choose to not work under them. And now that is an awful choice to put people in all because the legislature wouldn't listen to those of us who want something different out of how we earn a living. And that is the most distressing thing over this whole AB5 discussion. It's not that we have a political differences. It's not that we all don't want people to be treated ethically and fairly. Every single one of us do. But many of us have a different view on how we do that. What some people call benefits, others call chains. And if you don't create a system that allows for both of those things to exist, then there's something wrong. You're, you're not protecting people if you're forcing them to work in a relationship that they don't want. You know, many people would rather have the freedom to work them, for themselves and if that costs them some money, that's fine because there's value in that freedom. No normal job is going to let you work two hours, take three off, work three hours, take two off, work three hours, you know, do that all for seven, eight days straight, take two weeks off on a vacation, come back, do the same thing again, and rinse and repeat that. No normal job can do that. And as a gig worker, you can do that without asking anybody. You don't have any performance reviews. That's in a sense, that's the beauty of the algorithm. 
if you don't turn it on, the algorithm doesn't count you. And so your status doesn't change when you take time off, unlike under regular employment. Under regular employment, you take time off, the company looks down on you. You've had your vacation time, you've had your sick time, you don't need anymore. And for people with special needs families or people with anxiety disorders, people who have unpredictable mental health schedules, gig work is a lifeline. It's not just an income stream. It's a literal lifeline to participating in the world as a full human being. And that was, that is being taken away from us through AB5. You talk about, they talk about protecting workers, but they only talk about superficial economic issues. You don't talk about the more fundamental issues that we genuinely care about. Time with our families, the way we live our life, how we choose, taking care of ourselves. We're willing to take sacrifices. We're willing to take some risks because it's worth it to us. And that is actually the most disturbing part, I think, as I go through all of this and try to comprehend all the damage AB5 has done. Not just economic damage. Economic damage can be fixed. The cultural damage, the human damage. I can't even comprehend it. And those who support AB5 won't even talk about it. It's a misuse of representation. They should at least be willing to listen, to understand. In fact, it's their job to listen and understand. And if they disagree with you at the end of it, they damn well better be able to explain it to you properly and not just brush you off as a bot or a corporate shrill or whatever other degrading, dehumanizing term you want to throw your way that day. Groups cannot speak for people who do not ask for them to speak for them. AB5 was a union-backed bill that impacts people who aren't part of unions. If we had wanted unions, we would have asked for representation. We didn't want them because we were more or less happy. Didn't mean there wasn't problems to be dealt with. And if they'd have come and asked, we would have told you. But this wasn't about us. This is about a mindset that's stuck in an antiquated view of employment. They still have a 1920s view of boss management factory worker that doesn't work these days. It's an outdated view. And you must give us back our worker freedom. Thank you for your time. Good night and love everyone.